You're listening to a Sunday morning message by Authentic Church. My first question for you today, and there's a bit of audience participation, is how happy are you today? How happy are you today on a scale of naught to ten? And to, to do this, I'm going to need you, if you want to participate, to hold up your hand. So naught is this. Unhappy. Five. Is, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay. Ten, if you can do it, is I'm super happy. So if you'd like to participate at the moment, asking you today how happy you are, could you hold up your hands and show me and show God how happy you are? Okay, thank you. That's a mixed, that's a mixed. Now we've got some tens, we've got some lower than tens, we've got good, good, good combinations there. Right, thank you very much. That's how happy you are. Another quick question, where do you think is the happiest place to live in the world. Where do you think is the happiest place? The General Assembly of the United Nations in its resolution 66281 on the 12th of July 2012 proclaimed 20th of March the International Day of Happiness. International Day of Happiness. And they produced an annual report. This year, the Day of Happiness was on the 20th of March 23. They released their annual report and they listed the top huge long number of countries. So my next question to you, where do you think is the happiest nation? Which is the happiest nation in the world? You can shout out. Denmark, any changes on Denmark? We've got a Denmark. Sweden, we've got the Nordics coming up here. Anything different to, to Denmark and Finland or Sweden? Anything else? UK. Oh, there's an optimist. <laughs> there is an optimist. Any other takers? Somewhere warm and sunny. Well, let's take the UK that we heard. The UK is the 19th happiest nation. We had a Denmark, which was pretty close, which was is the second happiest place. We had a Sweden in there somewhere. I'm afraid that's sixth. But Nordics, so Scandinavia, we're in the right location. The happiest nation to live in the world, and this has been at the top for the last five or six years, is actually Finland. Finland. And if you'd have watched the Eurovision Song Contest last night, as I recall, um, the Finnish contestant had green, was that Finland? Had some very strange clothes on. And if that's ha what makes them happy in Finland, then you can see why. I love being happy. But in saying that statement, there's a but. There's a but. Because happiness, in my experience, doesn't often seem to last. And then the trouble is, I then start chasing happiness. I start manipulating circumstances to keep me happy. And the trouble is, down that path trouble lies. You see, happiness is a feeling based on circumstances. If my team wins, I'm happy. If my team loses, I'm sad. But does this then mean we are destined for a life of unhappiness when circumstances are not going well? Today is the last in our mini-series where we've been looking at hope, peace 
and joy. And these aspects of our life are critical if we want to do more than just survive, but we want to thrive in life. Now, if you want to check out the last two sermons that we shared on this, you can visit our website, a shameless plug. You can visit our website, you can listen to Tammy spoke on peace and I spoke on hope back in April. Using that URL will take you directly there or again, you can scan the QR code. So if you've not guessed already, today we are looking at joy. So let me ask that question again. Are we destined to a life of unhappiness when circumstances are not going well? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. But I do think we'll need to first challenge and change what we think about happiness. To do that, we're going to need God's help. Because after all, we are made in the image of God. Genesis 1 verse 27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. I believe we are made in the image of God. Also, God came and lived among us in the person of Jesus. God knows what it's like to be human. The Apostle Paul wrote these words. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that's in the New Living Translation. In another translation of the Bible, it says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, God is interested in all of us, in all of us, especially our minds and the way we think. He says to us, don't copy the world. So the first thing I think we need to start with is understanding the difference between being happy and being joyful. I think we need to spend less effort on seeking happiness, or at least the circumstances that need it, and more on seeking joy. Now, I'm not being a killjoy here. I'm not saying don't be happy. I'm really not saying that. But somehow, if we are spending our life, our money, our we if we're searching for happiness and manipulating circumstances day after day to be happy, then that's tough. That's a hard life. Why? Happiness is a feeling based on circumstances. Happiness is a feeling based on circumstances. Therefore, circumstances have always got to be good for me to be happy. But joy is an attitude that defies circumstance. Joy is an attitude that defies circumstance. Let me put it another way. Happiness is based on what's going on around us. Joy is based on what is happening within us. So I ask again, is it 
possible to be joyful always, regardless of circumstances and what is going on around us. The Apostle Paul thinks so. Writing to the church in Thessalonica, he wrote, Be joyful always. Pray at all times. Be thankful in all circumstances. This is what God wants from you in your life in union with Christ Jesus. Paul says this is what God wants for you, to be joyful always. So how do we achieve this? So there are five things I'm going to look at and we're going to look at together this morning about how we can change our minds, be transformed in the way we think. And those five things are about remembering, thinking differently, remembering how we get our insides right. If attitude is on the inside, how do we get our insides right? We need to remember the source of our joy, which we will look at. Remember, remember to choose, remember to practice, and remember our salvation. So if joy is an attitude, and based on what is happening on the inside, then we need to get our insides right. And I think we need to start by accepting and acknowledging some truths about God and about ourselves. God loves us. We are loved by God. John 3, 6, 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone in who believes in him may not die but have eternal life. God loves us so much, he sent his only son, Jesus, to die for us, that we would have eternal life. God has a purpose and a plan for us. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God has a purpose and a plan for me. God has a purpose and a plan for you. That can be so beneficial when we can get that knowledge deep inside us and remember that every day. God has prepared amazing things for us to do. 1 Corinthians 2.9 No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Wow, I have quite a vivid imagination, and yet it's saying here, no matter how great your imagination, God has a bigger imagination as things prepared for me and things prepared for you to do that we could never, ever have imagined. God knows me. God knows you. God knows our names. Isaiah 43, 1. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob. He who formed you, Israel. He who created you, Randall. He who formed you, Tammy. Do not fear. For I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. God is saying we belong to him. We belong to him. He knows our names. He called us by names. So we are loved. We have a purpose. God has prepared amazing things for us to do in his name. 
And we need these truths to sink deep into our hearts and especially into our minds. These are reasons to be joyful. So we need to remember to renew our minds and not listen to the lies of the enemy when he says you are not loved, when he says there is no purpose or plan for you, when he says everything is hopeless, that is not the truth. The truth is God loves you. God has a purpose and a plan for you. God knows your very name. So we need to let those things seep deep into our hearts and minds. Second thing we need to do is remember the source of our joy. Joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 to 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Bible tells us that these fruits, these attitudes, will grow in our lives from the inside. But Jesus gives us a clear instruction about how these fruits grow. John 15.4 says this, Remain in me <coughs> as I also remain in you. No branch can fr bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. The joy referred to in the book of Galatians comes from being rooted in God. Remember, we don't create joy. You don't add a few things together and joy mysteriously, magically pops up. We don't create joy. The source of joy for a disciple or a follower of Jesus comes from being connected and remaining connected to Jesus. But how do we remain connected? We pray. We talk to him. We read our Bibles. We come to church. We spend time with him and with other Christians. That's how we remain connected to Jesus. If you take a plant out of the soil, or if you don't water it, it withers. Jesus tells us that we need to stay connected to him. The next one speaks for itself. For joy to be present regardless of our circumstances, then there is something we have to do. Stops. Feels like it's never gonna. Gotta get that fire, fire back in my bones before my heart, heart turns into stone. So somebody please pass the megaphone. I'll shout it on the count of three. Let it move, let it move, let it move. 
to stay I need that joy, 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 joy Down in my heart Down in my heart to stay Now it may not surprise you that that song is called Joy. And that's a song by a band called King and Country. And there are a couple of lines in there that I think are particularly relevant to my message this morning. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of night, with you by my side I'm stepping into the light. I choose joy. Those lyrics are quoted from Psalm 23. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. John 8:12 says, When Jesus spoke to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let's be real here. Life is not always easy or plain sailing. Sometimes life is just so hard, it's hard to go on. But when we find ourselves walking in the darkest valley, it's in those moments we have to make a choice. It's in those moments we can only experience and encounter joy by choosing to, by making a choice. And when we make that choice, that is where we will find Jesus and joy. My fourth point, we are called authentic church for a reason. We want to be real with you. Choosing joy when you're happy is easy. Choosing joy when you're not happy is hard. And you have to put it into practice. You have to choose and choose and choose again. In a sense, choosing joy has to become a habit. According to a 2009 study published in the European Journal of Social Psychology, it takes 18 to 254 days for a person to form a new habit. On average, it takes 66 days. Choosing joy has to become a healthy habit. It's not easy but it's going to take time and practice. But choosing joy when the circumstances of life are hard is where we will find Jesus. And lastly, we need to remember our salvation. I stand before you today saved. I am going to live forever. I have eternal life. I stand before you today free of my sins. I am forgiven. I live a life free of guilt and shame. Why? Because I've done nothing wrong. Oh, far from it. If I could turn back the clocks, then I would definitely do things differently from what I've done in the past. 
but we can't turn back the clock. I stand here today saved and forgiven because of Jesus. John 3.17 says, God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus' death on the cross has brought me eternal life and a guilt-free life. His shed blood has paid the price for all the things in life I've done wrong that separate me from God. Thanks to Jesus' sacrifice, I am made right with God. His wounds, by his wounds, I am healed and I am saved. And as he was resurrected back to life, so will I be. John 11, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me will live even though they die. And those who live and believe in me will never die. There is an amazing reason to be joyful. So in conclusion this morning, happiness is lovely. I love it. But it is based on circumstances, which means it can always be volatile and fleeting. The world tells us we deserve happiness because I'm worth it, the commercials would tell you. But the cost of chasing happiness can be very expensive and sometimes even destructive. So my question was, are we destined to a life of unhappiness when circumstances are not going well? God tells us that we need to renew our minds, have our minds transformed. We need to think differently about happiness and instead pursue joy. We talked about needing to get our insides right, remembering all of the truths about God's love for us. We remember the source of our joy, the fruit of the Spirit. We need to remember to choose, remember to practice, and we need to remember our salvation. If our joy is in this world, then this world can take it from us. If our joy is in God, then no matter what the world throws at us, it can never take it from us. So my prayer for you all and for me this morning, from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.